Yay, here we go, guys. Here we go. Say hello. Hello. To the world out there, we have another Dominion Conversations, and it's episode four with our friend Nigert and my son, Boris Schneider, and of course, Desi Schneider, and we are thrilled. We are a little bit sparse on the timings of these conversations, but that's okay. It's as the Lord leads, and whenever it happens, it's always the right time. So we have the boys back in town. We're here. We're back. And they have been reading the book of Proverbs, uh, a team of them actually, and uh, doing a study through it. And I believe the study is called The Good Life. My way to save the good life is the life of dominion, the life of Christ. And, uh, and so they have a few verses they wanted us to go over or for them to share the impartation they have of the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Yeah. Nick. So you want to start? Yep. So, yeah, like Mrs. Schneider was saying, we've been uh, we've been reading over the book of Proverbs, a few of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Proverbs is definitely one of my favorite books because... It's super easy to understand, and there's very practical advice in there. Um, but that's part of it's a give take because there's so much in there. Sometimes you have to read it a lot. Um, but I guess something I've always kind of like wondered how other people react to proverbs is where there is so much good advice and so much good following. How do you absorb it all, and how do you re- like apply it to your life? Yeah, without just focus, like zeroing on one thing, because sometimes if you zero in on mm-hmm. one thing, you'll miss other things. Right. But there's just so much stuff that you could put in right. your life, right? And you can really extrapolate that statement you just said. How do you read the word? Like, right. how does one comprehend this divine mystery? Right. This this is a divine mystery that you need to be born again, and now that you have the Holy Spirit within you because of the new birth in Christ, you actually have understanding called the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Ghost leads you to read the book of Proverbs is because he's got certain nuggets. He's got some key information pieces that he wants to impart into your spirit, man, whether it is for right now, whether it is for just down the road. Uh, it is the very wisdom of God. I have heard someone talk about the book of Proverbs as being the black and white wisdom of God. You really can't miss it. Right. There are other portions of scripture where there's greater enlightenment required, so to say, but Proverbs is a very black and white book and um, the way I would read Proverbs is I'll just start at the very beginning and I'll trust the Holy Ghost to enlighten to and really what stands to me something I've actually pre-underlined here is is Proverbs 1 3 to receive the instruction of wisdom um, this is um, the very beginning Solomon if you go to 2 to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom. And, and he continues regarding these words of wisdom. So as soon as I see wisdom, I think of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the very wisdom of God. He is the word of God. And then my next thought is the Holy Ghost. He then discloses these words of wisdom. So the answer will always be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is our interpreter. He is our understander. He's our teacher. Yeah, so today what we kind of wanted to do was Mm -hmm. go through a few verses that really highlight um, this idea of understanding, wisdom, discernment, how that applies to our life, how that can make our interactions with people better, and how that enables us, as the uh, title of the reading we've been going through is, 
how to live the good life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually just touched on the first verse, uh, which is in chapter one, uh, verse two. And it's the very beginning is titled the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. And uh, we read the verse one, you already read it, but it's just so good. The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. And it's very interesting because oftentimes we we put in wisdom, instruction, discernment, understanding. We put all that in the same group, but really they're all different and they all build on each other. And uh, usually people say, oh, there's a big difference between knowledge and, and wisdom or wisdom and understanding. And there is. And I think it's really important to understand what that difference is. So we'll kind of be going through a few verses here um, that we've kind of has st- have uh, stood out to us. So that being the first one, and it really just builds upon itself uh, as we go through. So if I go to the next one that really stood out to me. So again, on the same topic of uh, discretion, discernment, understanding. So this is now in Proverbs 2, uh, verse 11. It says, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. And when you really break this down, so discretion, what is discretion? Discretion is that knowing on the inside of, you know, the Bible says you will be able to discern between right and wrong. So discernment, discretion, you're, it's that that knowing of whether you should go down that road, whether you shouldn't, whether you should make that decision or not. It's kind of that that inner knowing. And again, it ties back to the Holy Spirit because that Holy Spirit is the inner guide um, in that case and uh, essentially is our discretion if we allow that to happen. The new living of that discretion is wise choices. Wise choices, will exactly. Will watch over you. Yeah. And then understanding will keep you safe. Yeah. So it's just very clear to the distinction there. Yeah. And and that essentially, so, so I guess when you ask yourself, what is Proverbs? What is living this wise life? Well, first of all, yeah. make the right decisions. Yeah. And don't go down the right, the wrong path. I mean, that's that's the very basis of uh, of kind of what this is. Do you want to read that verse again, just so we kind of hear that um, again? Wise choices will watch over you. So that is really how the Holy Spirit keeps us. That's the engagement that we have with the Holy Spirit. It's not always up to God. It's not always of God up in heaven and me down on earth. I've got no idea what I'm doing. No, now he lives inside of us. And now we engage with him inside of us so we can make wise choices. So here it tells me that we actually have a responsibility to make a wise choice. And if wise choice it, uh, was, was not something we could do, then God would not have put that in his word. And the importance is that wise choices will watch over you. So I have something to do with the watching of God over my life. Isn't that amazing? By me making a right decision, I'm allowing God to keep me. Right. I love that. And that goes back to the partnership that we have with the Holy Spirit, that, that he needs our cooperation. He needs our, our, our yes. And then understanding will keep you safe. Yeah. The, um, there is, um, if I can scroll down, the amplified Discretion will watch over you. Understanding and discernment will guard you. Yeah. And there's really like, as I read through Proverbs, the two main things that stuck out to me was just all this talk about wisdom and understanding discernment, like I have been talking about. Mm -hmm. But the other side 
was a long list and multiple verses saying what the wicked will do and what's laid up for the wicked and what choices not to take and to not become friends with the wicked and not lay with the evil and, and do all, all these things. And so it's really interesting when you read through this, there's, there's really this duality of an image where there's wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Yes. And yet the whole time, it also shows what the wicked do. And it always talks about the fool, um, the simpleton. Um, it's always the bringing out man. the lazy man. Um, it's always bringing out this other image because essentially, and we know that there is a right and a wrong. We understand that the Bible is black and white. And essentially what people try to do now is, is haze the colors. But um, we understand that if you're not being the prudent, um, wise man, the Bible wants us to be, then you are going towards the other, um, the other road or vice versa. And so essentially, again, when we read this verse here, um, still in the same one where it says wise choices will protect you. Mm -hmm. That just means by not going down the wrong road and by not doing wrong things and going against your, your morals. Um, and again, that comes down to the, the Holy Spirit being your witness and being your discernment. I just, as you were speaking, I, I, the Holy Ghost impressed in Ephesians, uh, five, um, five fifteen would start. See then, this is right after he speaks about awake you who sleep in verse 14, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. So there's like, just wake up, just shake yourself off. Let, let the world fall off of you. Wake up from the stupor of the worldliness that we get so accustomed that really dulls us down. And so when we shake off the worldliness and we, we wake up to righteousness that we have in Christ, then verse 15, Paul writes in, in Ephesians 5:15, see then, see then that you walk circumspectly, which goes back to the will of God. So back to the upright walk that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, which goes back to the verse here in the in the New Living that we just read in chapter two in Proverbs, that wise choices will watch over us. Here he's saying that this is how we redeem the time. This is how we're being kept safe. And that we're really adding days of safety to our lives. Um, and then verse 17, right, and it finishes off because the days are evil. So all the more the importance of making wise choices. And here he talks about the most ultimate wise choices, 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, so don't be a fool, don't be a sluggard, right? The book of Proverbs talks about the unwise, but understand, again, with, with all you get and get understanding, but understand what the will of the Lord is goes back to what is the will of the Lord is that I be found in the word of God is exactly what you guys are doing. You're doing the perfect yeah. will of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of carry on with that, yeah. when we go to Proverbs 3 um, in verse 23, um, just building on this idea of, uh, of how your life will go if you apply this, these principles of don't go against your morals and, and discernment and, and understanding. Um, so in verse 23, it says, then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. Um, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Yeah. When you're doing things that are coming against your conscience and, and clouding um, your mind and, and, you know, every time you do something that goes against your morals, 
that brings on a lot of, it can bring on anxiety, depression, all these different mental states that you don't want to be in. And a lot of the time, I mean, there's so many different fixes, as they say, um, for all these different mental states now and mental health and all that. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, do the right thing, follow, you know, the path that God has set out for your life. And by doing that, by walking that out, you know, God will reward that and keep you safe. And and that keeping you safe is physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, and that's just what I was really pulling out of this, this verse here is just all the people, I mean, in this world of there's so much evil going on. And the more that you associate yourself with that, the more you cloud yourself and the more you become less distinguished as a Christian, um, the more you kind of start blurring that line, that's going to really weigh heavy on your conscience. And that's really going to, you're going to go home at night and just can't fall asleep or you're going to go home and, and uh, just kind of wonder, man, like what's, what's the deal here? And, and God just, God's a jealous God. He wants, he wants you all for himself, right? I mean, there's the, the classic example if he doesn't want to just be one drawer in your closet he wants the whole thing and uh, i really think that you can tie all that back to here is when you when you follow that when you walk that out um you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be nervous or anxious no and he always talks about uh the lord to come to him and to ask of him right so in james um one Five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to us liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. So this is how do we understand the book of Proverbs? When we read, we can ask the Lord, what does this verse mean? And he'll give the understanding. He'll give the application without holding anything back because he wants us safe. Just tying back to what you're saying, that we'll, we'll have a pure conscience that's been washed by the blood and not violate that pure conscience we're walking in this wisdom of God so we can have a sound sleep and a sound life and, a, and really a life that would give God glory because this is what the whole world is looking for right now is a child of God to glorify God. God wants to be seen in the world and really the way he's seen is through the body of Christ and if we as a body of Christ do not walk circumspectly before the Lord knowing his will then we really are misrepresenting the Lord. We really... Um, maligning almost the name of Jesus to the world that is so desperate for answers right now. Right. Yeah, actually, do you mind if I build on that course we were reading before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have my different Bible here because I usually have another one, but this is my car Bible. <laughs> so in my other Bible, the, the verse Boris just read, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you, oh, sorry. Yeah, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Mm-hmm. I have that under my other Bible because it's like, it's very comforting knowing that, but I think part of, cause you're always saying it's like the Holy spirit that will mm-hmm. help you, but it's, it's like two part where you have to put this in your spirit yes. so that Holy spirit will draw it out. That's so, right. And then even if you keep reading past that a little bit, I think I really, I didn't have this part underlined in my other Bible, which is kind of cool that it's, I just kind of remembered it here now when I saw it, right. where it's super applicable today because mm-hmm. it says, do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble, from the wicked when it comes. And I think just reading that alone, I think so much of what we meditate on in a day and what yes. we see online or social media, so many of our problems yeah. per se or fears or worries just in those two lines are basically just like 
taken away right there. That's right. And then, but I think it's also important because you have to remember, like, you got to fill yourself with this so that you say yes. the Holy Spirit can take it out. That's right? right. And it's, it's honestly, it's a, as funny as, as easy and as simple as that sounds, it's almost like you forget it often. You know <laughs> I mean? contented by your flesh. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, and even now it's like, I know I've heard that before. I know mm. you guys have said it to me before, but rereading it, it's like, I found out this wonderful discovery all over again. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, how did I forget this again? You're like, how did I like stretch, like, stray away from that where it's just like it's just like you just got to read it fill yourself up and then like this is all taken care of for you because right there when you read it uh you recognize verse 26 just read the verse right there says for the lord will be your confidence right if god is your confidence and i go back to romans 8 31 which i believe has been almost like the the verse i've been parroting all year long just meditating on and it's like if god before me who can be against me right? right so if god is my 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 shepherd he's my confidence then 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 i'm safe at yeah. all times and it's amazing how the flesh lets it slip the flesh and of course social media and being bombarded right. in the world uh or just such opposition against this truth that we we at times so readily let it go and so the daily habitation is what I call the daily abiding in the Word of God, uh, or just having a habitual life in the Word is so important because that is my confidence. That is my life. That's my safety. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And just building on it. I mean, mm-hmm. we as humans are built to take in information. I mean, the King James will, will call um, humans as, as living vessels, right? We are this, this holding instrument and whatever we fill up with is, is going to come out. I mean, and then it's actually interesting that you, you brought that up about the, don't be, don't be like shied away because you forgot that, but be happy to go back into it. Right. right? Like a lot of people sometimes will be like, Oh, I slipped away. And then it's just, just and it keeps like, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot to read my Bible like for a whole week. I guess I won't read it for the rest of the month. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I, and this is actually the verse I wanted to go to next and ties in so perfectly. So still in Proverbs three, but going back to verse 11, um, my son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor just detest his correction. And essentially it's saying here, I mean, just understand that we are born in a sinful world. We're going to do things that miss the mark. The Bible says we all have missed the mark, but Jesus died for us and that gives us a hope to just every single time we realize that we messed up and repentance the church has made it into this whole thing of oh you repent and you know say this say that and you know they made it a whole formula right but at the end of the day Jesus died for us so that we can run back to the father and say I messed up let's restart and and that essentially is the beauty of Christianity and that's kind of Really, we've moved away from that. Um, if we keep remembering that at the very basis of our Christian faith, Jesus died for us, and that allows us to no longer kill sheep. You know what I mean? Like if no if, more sacrifice, no more sacrifice, no more long procedures. It's just you and the Father. And this right here, going on to verse twelve, for whom the Lord loves, He corrects, just as a father the son in whom He delights. Yeah. And I think it's just really important to understand our relationship and understand that, like, if you're in school, the more questions you ask, the more mistakes you make, the more you jump into things, uh, the quicker you learn. That's the same with Christianity. Um, and so I really think that's amazing you brought that up because 
that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what Proverbs is made for is to show you the two lifestyles. You figure out which lifestyle you're living and adjust. And that's really what the whole Bible is here for. Yeah. Did you want to say something? I don't want to jump over. No, no, you go ahead. And and that's really where the correction comes in, right? The correction of the Lord is sometimes we can be going off, veering off a hard left or a right, not realizing we've just veered off. And so the Holy Spirit now in us is the corrector. I love the New Living Translation of what you just read, Boy It says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. And for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as the father corrects a child in whom he delights. And we know in Hebrews, pretty much the same thing. The right of Hebrews says that the father, our heavenly father will correct us as the way the earthly father corrected us. Um, because we need to know when we're going off course. Right. Because then we recognize from what we just read in this brief little moment, going off course is not safe. Going off course is veering away from wisdom, which is which is sound sleep, sound life. Right. So we want to be correct. We're to welcome correction. We're not to be condemned by correction. Correction is for our good. Correction tells me my father loves me. He cares for me. He wants me to do right. He wants to see me grow up right. He wants me to be able to walk right before him. And it just takes correction. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and then the next step after you realize what you've been doing wrong or, you know, after you've taken that correction and now you want to carry on living the good life of, as we have been talking about it. Um, we're going to Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. Um, and this very clearly um, kind of points out a plan for your life. This really clearly plans out or tells you what you should be doing. Um, and, and just keep that in mind as I read this verse. Um, so the Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence. Now it's a very strong commandment is to keep your heart with all diligence. And what does that mean? It, it means to guard what you let in guard, um, anything that you fill your heart with as, as Nick brought up earlier, um, because what you're fill, full of is, is very important. So it says to keep your heart with all diligence. Because out of it spring the issues of life. Yeah. And I know this is a verse that many have, have heard so so quickly and, and just kind of, oh, yeah, I know that verse, move along. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if you think about it, whatever your heart is full of, that's yeah. what is going to spill out of you. And if you're not enjoying life or if you're constantly catching yourself speaking negativity, well, that means that it's, there's a deeper issue. And, uh, and the way you do that is, again, just go back repent, move on. And, and, and when you say repent, you, you think of this like big kind of thing, but all it is, it's just like turning around, and, you know, going back onto the path that you, you first were on when you were saved. You're going back to that first kind of excitement about Christianity and uh, really kind of carrying on from that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then just keeping yourself and kind of cutting out any of the distraction, cutting out any of the negative noise, um, cutting out some of the social media that you just kind of every time you open it, it just makes you feel rotten inside. You might as well like just get rid of it. You know, it's not like making you feel better. Um, and that's really a big, a big thing I think for the modern church right now is this verse. I think if the modern church right now really took this verse, I mean, we would be flying a lot higher, right? Because if we look, because we know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
yeah. and that we have what we say versus right. we have what we say, which tells me that the, the, the heart is the reservoir of my life. Just some translation calls it the springs, the spring of life, the new living says that the heart determines the course of your life. The NIV says above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from your heart. And, and, um, we know that talking about social media and what we hear and what we see is because the eye gate and the ear gate are what allows good or goodness to come in us here. Just the verses right above is um, 20. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my saying, don't let them depart from your eyes. So here we have the inclination of the ear and that the eyes not depart from truth because that is how truth comes into our heart. And of course, the enemy knows that. The world knows that. So we will be bombarded with images, with different stories to hear uh, because it was entering into your heart. And once your heart has been penetrated with evil information, then out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks and then you have what you say. And so it goes back to us choosing wisely so we be kept safe. Right. Yeah, so it's good. one big circle, really. Yeah. That's really interesting how that circle can work because let's say you allow like a negative news heading into your life and you just kind of ponder on that and, and think, man, you know, our country's only getting worse or this is only getting worse, 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 worse. And then you just think about that and then you only talk about that with your friends and then that creates an even worse environment. And then you take that in and it's just this, this constant thing where you created a negative environment. You took that negative environment in and you recreated that negative environment. I need to repent. <laughs> and, and that's something we all do. We all do that. But we can do that exact same thing with positive impacts. Yes. We can do the exact same thing with, with positive um, topics and positive um, events. And I think that that is so crucial to living the good life as we have been um, talking about and that essentially what Proverbs is talking about is like keeping your tongue keeping your heart keeping your mind and just the diligence of that diligence. and the diligence of mm -hmm. and it, it says diligence because what does when you hear diligence what do you think you think of you know something that comes to my mind is is a trained athlete that has every day woken up and went to the gym and practiced for what they've been practicing for or an Olympian who dedicate their entire life to this one goal. I mean, that right there is, is diligence and dedication. Mm -hmm. And that is the word that the Bible is using regarding our spiritual life. And it's something that if we applied the same diligence we do to the word of God as we do our job or whatever you're into and made a, a dedicated lifestyle out of, if you flip that into the word of God, how much more impactful can your life be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really is where, again, to bring back the Holy Spirit is the gift of self-control, that you focus, this that discipline, that discipline of abiding in the words, a discipline of, of, of taking inventory of what you're meditating. It's that discipline. That's really the diligence. The diligence is to be on top of it, right. not let it slide, because it can so quickly slide away. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Anything else for us? I can uh, go on to the next verse here. This is just mm -hmm. kind of, it's a slightly kind of a different idea, but it all ties back to 
um, what we have been talking about. It just kind of looks at it from a different view. Um, so this is in Proverbs 8, um, chapter or verse 13. Um, it says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Yeah. And these are very strong words again. I mean, everyone says hate is a very strong word in the Bible. I mean, it is just that. So the fear of the Lord, oftentimes you ask, like, what is the fear of the Lord or, or how should I be kind of applying the fear of the Lord in my life? How do I know if I have the fear of the mm-hmm. Lord? All these different questions can be answered right here. Well, do you hate evil? Yeah, that's right. Do you run away? When you hate something, you don't look at it. You don't engage with it. You completely turn the complete opposite direction. That's right. And I think that exactly is what we have been talking about. But this, again, is just from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And it even goes down to say the perverse mouth I hate. And again, we talked about out of the issues of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that means we should also be weary of a perverse heart. That's and true. again, it all comes back to the heart. And then the heart is it ultimately tied with the Holy, the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what can clean all that out. That's right. Because the love of God has been shed right in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So it really actually takes you into the very love of God. And that is that is the um, the ultimate safety, knowing I'm loved by God. Yeah, and a perfect bridge from exactly what you just said is now in, in chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So again, we, we talked at the very beginning about all these different terms. And right here is specifically saying, so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want to find wisdom, you should yeah. figure out who the Lord is and begin to um, revere his name and begin to, you know, fear him. And, and that just means have a very high reverence. If you, you know, have a very high re- reverence for the leader of a country and you go into that room with that, that person, you're going to act in a manner that's completely different than you act with anyone else. Just because you have such a high reverence for this one individual and you should have that much more for um, the Lord and his his uh, writings to us in, in the Bible. That word wisdom, you now the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom is the strong Hebrew 24, 51. And it means skill in war, wisdom, administration, shrewdness. So the beginning of all shrewdness of being shrewd in life. I think of a shrewd businessman to have skill, wisdom in, 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 in applicability, right? In, right? In prudence. Um, that is the very beginning of what we just said here, this kind of a wisdom, the wisdom, a skill in war, to know how to battle in the heavens, how to bring down thoughts that are accusative against you. It, it, the beginning of it is the fear of the Lord. It's this reverence. It's this honor of God to put him above all. And that's what I, when I think of the fear of the Lord, is I submit to my God, is I honor him above all, and he is my God. And that is actually the beginning of this uh, shrewdness, prudence, wisdom in administration, wisdom in administrating your life. It's so powerful. So God is always at the center. So God is at the center of my heart. And my heart is the center of my life. Yeah. I think it's really important because, again, today the English language is so 
kind of washed out, you can say, just like the importance of, of different words um, and their kind of their roots. Like when this scripture would have been translated into the English language, they would have taken very careful detail, especially in the, in the new King James to use certain words. But even like the Hebrew language has words that like seven words for for a word we have one. So we really don't capture the correct emotions or or uh, feelings the behind these words, the, the depth, yeah, of these of these words, and so I think it's really important to, especially when reading through Proverbs, every time you see a a word that you would just assume like, oh, like you're just talking about someone being smart, like every time, every time you associate a word with with smart, I'd say kind of go to you know the Strong's Concordance mm-hmm. or even just a dictionary to really look out like what is the true meaning of this yeah. and what exactly is the Bible saying in this verse regarding to like this because there's different levels for different areas of your mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. and when you really break that down and understand what's for what i mean that essentially is is why solomon was the the wisest um ruler because he understood um these different things and it ultimately comes down to also a revelation of what you're reading yeah. Um, because it's all about the application of the word of god we're yeah. not here developing scholars no. <laughs> We, we want to have the application of the wisdom that we read. So our life will be a light for many to see the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the ultimate goal of Proverbs is to understand how to live a lifestyle where no matter what situation you're faced with, you're able to create a decision that either um, deflates an argument or gains you favor among people ultimately god's um you know ultimately leads people to question wow this this person is different i wonder why and ultimately to lead back to the lord and so ultimately from what i read and from my understanding wisdom really is just to point back to the the true offer of wisdom that's right the all-wise living god yeah glory be to god Mm -hmm. The all-wise. And that's what Paul, when Paul is referring to the Lord, he calls him the all-wise God. That lives in an approachable light. What kind of a wisdom is that? And he is so freely given us this wisdom without holding back anything. That is just the glory and the beauty and the liberality and the kindness of our God that we can actually sit and talk about the book of Proverbs. We've been given access into his word to understand so we can apply and have a good life that would edify us and really everyone else around us. Yeah. Yeah, because we're not trying to be the next smartest man or or this and that. Essentially, the ultimate goal is to be able to live a life that reflects the life of Christ on, on earth today. Amen. And And that's... If you're able to pull that out of any book of the Bible, but yeah. especially Proverbs, if you're able to pull that out, yes. um, that is, well, that's a... That's a success of that's life. a success of life. That's how the life, life of Christ. Life. Amen. Yeah. That's good. All for the price of nothing. All for the price of, the price of his life. Right. So we can come free drink yeah. Yeah. of his blood and eat of his flesh, which is his living bread. Think about it. All you who are thirsty, what does he say? Come and drink. But it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like both of you are correct in saying what you said because 
you know, ultimately it was for the price of Christ's life, but because it was for the price of Christ's mm-hmm. life, it's not on our price. Like we're not the ones to pay. And so we are to be so grateful. And again, back to the fear of the Lord, just so, you know, in awe, in awe. of of who our God is mm-hmm. that we are just to dive into this because it's no cost off of us. You know, Jesus bore the cost yes. for us. And if we're able to really understand that, um, I mean, you could talk about that for days. Yeah. You could do full circle of what Christianity yeah. is and, and what, you know, Christianity 101, essentially, How right? How does the verse go, freely have received, so freely yeah, so give. Yeah, so freely give. Right. So this is what you're saying, freely have received, so freely do we give. Right. Yeah. Do you have concluding comments, Nick? I think the more that you read it, the more that you realize what we actually have access to. Yes. And uh, although it is freely given to us, you still have to put in the work to do it, yeah. right? Nothing in life is easy, whether it's this or whether it's um, not living with the Lord, because that's that's hard too, right? <laughs> so it's, you really just have to choose what you're going to do. And as even as you read this, it's just like, the more that you read it, the more that you realize this is like, it's almost a no-brainer when you find out what's possible for you. Oh, all so, possibility. Yeah. yeah. All possibility. And so today, do we, would you like to do you, the conclusion, Boris? Go read Enjoy. Proverbs. Yes. Yeah. Go read Proverbs. Tell me your thoughts. Proverbs. Put it in the comments. That's right. <laughs> like, all diligence. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> and uh, Yes, Dominion Sonship, episode four. We'll see you guys on episode five. That's right. Glory be to God. Thank you.